And now I can say it's as easy as one, two, three, because it's 20 years I've done the same thing. Decide, commit, flourish. Decide, commit, flourish. Keep getting up. Um, creative process, messy. You know, listen to your heart, listen to your soul. And that's really what has helped me. That's, that's, that's how I want to bring this home. It is an essential essence, simplicity kind of thing. And, yes. then the, and then the tools come, they come. It's not the tools, it's that you have to get to the essence. Hey there, I'm Cindy Coaches, and I'm the host of Pen to Paper Press podcast. Best-selling authors, writers, editors, and publishers join me in my virtual studio for conversations about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore insights, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences we've had on our journey from putting that pen to paper and accomplishing our goals. And enjoy today's episode. Nadia Krauss is a holistic health coach helping women to see the importance of the whole to unlock interconnectedness of its parts for magical transformation at the level of the, the body, mind, heart, and the spirit. Nadia is one of the co-authors in the book, The Wisdom of Midlife Woman 2, her book, The Magic of Transformation, Igniting and Manifesting Your Soul's Desire, is in the final stages of being published and is due to be released in the summer of this year. Welcome to my virtual studio, Nadia. I have been looking forward to this conversation for some time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy. And it's the same over here. I had butterflies in my tummy this morning. I was looking forward to it so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's butterflies of excitement and not like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely um, excitement. Yay. I would like to start out by sharing uh, something that I came across on a post that you wrote on social media. And it read, oh my goodness, I just read my book manuscript from beginning to end. And it's so good. I may, if I may say so myself, you know what, I have to say, I loved reading that post, Nadia, because you know what, there are so many writers who damper down their hard work, and, and they think through that inner critic who is, you know, and versus appreciating what they've accomplished. So I want to say kudos to you. How did it feel to write your book and, and, and then read that manuscript? <laughs> Would you like the behind the scenes and the, the, the hard, cold truth to that? Yes. So the crazy thing is that when I was in the process of writing the book, I had a really, really, really harsh critic show up. And it was ridiculous how harsh that critic was because it was literally, um, why are you bothering with this? This is not going to make any sense. Why are you wasting your time? This is too big of a concept for you to even write about. Nobody's going to understand what you're talking about. And literally, it took all of my heart's desire to completing the book and literally submitting it to a book writing contest. I had to overcome those gremlins and I was sick to my stomach. 
because of what that inner critic was telling me. And then I submitted it and it was more of a kind of, um, well, I did it, you know, I stayed true to myself and I never thought about it again. And then I won the book writing contest with As You Wish Publishing. Did you really? I did. And I dropped to the floor and, and I couldn't believe it because that judge is so harsh and so big within myself that it took, I froze for a little bit. It took me a few weeks and I think it might even have been two months afterwards to, to find my bearings and to go finish it, to go back into editing. And that's where that comment came from. It's like, oh my gosh, I just finished reading my book and it's so good. And I was literally <laughs> sitting there. I was like, that judge was just talking nonsense. <laughs> I'm so glad you say that because, you know, yesterday I, I started editing a book that I began writing three years ago and I I ended up changing the title of the first chapter to who am I to write this book because that is truly I, I beat myself up horribly yesterday like who am I to write this or you know who's gonna believe what I have to say and everybody else says something else like this and and then it's like no no, not really. I use my own voice and I'm using, you know, a different perspective. So I'm in awe. Thank you. <laughs> I love that you opened this up with this, you know, sharing this because it literally nobody would believe it. Like now that the book is finished and it's going to be published, you know, soon. Um, and then people are seeing like close friends and family are seeing the process and the cover design and all that. And they all tell me, oh, my gosh, so fantastic. They would never know what I went through. And it was was literally it was prayers and it was heartfelt desire. And it was the very thing I write about igniting and manifesting your soul's desire, the magic of transformation. I had to embody what I write about. And I'm human. You know, so so all the self-doubt and, and literally it was a friend that started calling this aspect of me the judge. And it's very, very fitting, <laughs> the judge. And now I know the judge. And sometimes I call the judge out and I'm like, this is BS. Um, what you're saying, I'm not even going to listen to you anymore. And this was the very first time I noticed him. It's a him so clearly. Um, but now the creative process He's probably going to show, keep showing up because he still does, but I no longer take him seriously because I, because I just went and went for it. My heart's desire, my, my soul's desire, my heart's wish, you know, magic of transformation, those gremlins transforming them. <laughs> I love how you slid that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I did a 21 day writing intensive. And one of the individuals made a comment about, she said something about not, how do you get past writing the shitty first draft? She didn't want to write the shitty first draft. She wanted it to be good. And I'm like, I hate to bust your bubble, but it's not going to happen. Alan Klein, who I interviewed, um, he's written over 30 books and, and he's still it does not write the perfect first draft. It does not happen. And I can imagine, you know, like the big, the big names, Stephen King, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, 
J.K. Rowling's, any of them that are very well known and have published a handful of books, I'm sure their first draft, they look at and go, oh, well, that's garbage. Okay, let's cut this. Let's cut this. That's not necessary. The first draft is that point of really dumping the brain onto the paper, pushing our thoughts with the pen and, and scratching it down. Because within all of that is where those little treasures pop up and those pearls of wisdom that you would never have otherwise brought forth because that's that streamlined writing. So anyways. Cindy, you know what I love about what you just shared? Just before we started, you know, talking and started uh-huh. this podcast, we, we had a little chat, just the two of us. And you, you said to me, you know, everybody's style is different. And uh-huh. it is so true because this book was 13 years in the making. I had the very first um, book coaching weekend about this book in 2007. And it was a weekend in Germany, Munich. And it was with a fabulous lady that worked at TV and radio and writing. And the book was born, the seed was planted. And I remember her saying at the end of the weekend, okay, and we even started the introductory chapter. And I remember her saying to me, Nadia, everything from here on out, you're going to collect content for your book. I didn't know it was going to take 13 years. And I started blogging. That was my first, I started blogging. And when it came to knowing, okay, 2020, I knew, okay, this book needs to be written. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. All of the content was written in blog posts and I had to just puzzle it together and had to write transitional pieces. So there's many ways of writing a book, but this was literally something that was born out of my life and the content that I collected over the Mm -hmm. last 13 years that all entail the magic of transformation. It's my own story and the reader can identify through story and reflective journaling at the end of each chapter. I like that. We, the, the word weavers, (laughs) I don't know if that's an actual word or something I picked up from somewhere. We weave together these stories to help bring that community together and to bring us together. And you, you, no, you said it beautifully. Weave the stories together. Exactly. Yeah. As women, we often set uh, our passions off to the side, convincing ourselves that we'll write that book when, you know, like when the kids go to school, when they grow up, once dinner is over, uh, after the kids go to bed, when the house is quiet, you know, that list of, of not picking up the pen and putting it to the paper, you know, it's, it evolves with our our situation. And it's those reasons that we don't pick up. In your experience, for those that have that strong desire to write, but feel that their obligations outweigh their desires, wouldn't what empowered you to, you know, pick up the pen, put it to the paper, or put your fingers on the keyboard and start doing that finger tap dance and start sharing your stories? What what got you going? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let me, as I shared, I did start with blogs. 
So that was the very first step. That was after the, the book was seated and the title was there and the subtitle was there. And yep, that, <laughs> that last comment of the coach, from here on out, everything you experience will be part of your book. So I started blogging because it was less overwhelming. So that was the very, very first step, blogging. And since the blogging tone is more, can be more casual, can be more conversational, and we do it anyway. You just said it. We weave, when women come together, we weave stories. We tell stories. We have our cup of coffee and we have a nice little chat and we tell each other stories. So blogging felt like that. So that was the part that started it all. When the time had come where I knew, okay, you have all the content. I could feel it in the bones. Then I had to face the overwhelm of all these blog posts how are they going to start making sense? Because they seemed separate from each other. And then I had to enlist help. And here, it's really something that I would like to share. As women, we also try to be super women at all times. And we try to do everything <laughs> by ourselves. And it's no, I can do true. this. And why can't I do this perfectly? And I'm not, you know, we, we don't like showing up messy. But it's part of the creative process. And it's the chrysalis, right? It's the butterfly. We completely dissolve. And then we rearrange ourselves into the flying emerging, emerging butterfly. So I had to enlist the troops. And there were several troops I enlisted because <laughs> 13 years is a long time. And <laughs> I was not being very, I, I, I couldn't believe it was taking that long. Impatience and, and insecurity about it was showing up along the way. So the after 2007, um, I started blogging. Then I started working with Christine Closer um, through her transformational author experience. So I worked with her for a year. I wrote some more and I kept blogging. And then I wrote with Linda Joy. That's the, the, the co-creative process of writing a book. That was the wisdom of midlife women too. And lastly, I started a, a course right. and it, it was that three-month course that then really helped me show up for the writing and the part that I want to say as a holistic health coach um, working with women they not only put their desires last and what they require desire and the deserve but they also put their health last so that's yes. where self-care comes in and the process of putting yourself first when it comes to self-care and the process of putting your book and your wish and your desire first, it's the same. It's like, if you're going to show up empty, like your cup is empty, you don't serve anyone. Right. So your health deteriorates. And when your cup is empty, you also don't have any creative juice in you to write. Right. So yeah. it literally was, Enlisting the troops, bite-sized pieces, consistency. And it was at the end of the day, it was a morning writing routine, first thing in the morning, very, very early in the morning, because it ensured that I come first, like that my desire and my health comes first. And then the busyness and the craziness of the day can start. And even if it meant getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yep. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and you know, you bring up 
a very, very important key element, which is how our health does impact our, our writing, our creativity. So thank you for bringing that up. Other than starting with the blog posts and, and going that way, when you were, when it came time to actually assemble the book, you know, bringing together all of your blog posts and, and the different notes that you have taken over the years, what was your, your writing process? Um, you know, did you sit down with an outline and, and go from there? Or did you just kind of, how did you put the book together? How did you? So there's three, three steps that I learned. And it was pre-write, rewrite, and edit. And the pre-write was assembling the, the cards, assembling the blog posts, making it visual, taking maybe however long it takes, a morning or an afternoon or an evening to lay out all the cards that represent all the stories on the floor and to piece them together because I'm very visual. So I like creating mind maps. So it was a literal embodied mind map on the floor with all the cards. So that's the pre-write in the sense of preparing to write. Then, oh, sorry, it was like this, pre-write, free-write and then rewrite. So the free writing is the dumping you mentioned, the just dump it, just dump it. Since I had already done that through blogging, it was really that pre-write got really important. And then it, I had to free write the missing puzzle pieces for the, for the blog pieces to make sense. But I couldn't edit, you know, I, that doesn't come at that time. So, so it's pre-write, free write, and then the rewrite is the editing process, which that's the easiest part. That is the <laughs> easiest part. After everything is dumped and prepared, oh my goodness, you can use things like Grammarly, you know, and it, it's, that was the easiest part. You know, somebody asked me not too long ago, was the easiest part of writing? And I said editing and they laughed at me. And mm -hmm. so it's so nice to hear that somebody else thinks that editing is, is the easy part. And mm -hmm. she wanted to know why, why I thought that. And it's like, because I have a foundation, the foundation is there. So now from, from, from all of this, I get to decide whether I want to keep this, if it fits and, and how do I, uh, you know, bridge these two things together? How do I make them connect? And if they don't connect, then are they supposed to be in the same, you know, in the same book? You know, it's, uh, it was really kind of interesting because I didn't even think about my response. And yeah, editing is probably the easiest part. Now, the, the decision on how to publish from, <laughs> from what I, what I'm reading and, and what I'm seeing, you know, in various uh, threads online and, and well, and even in my own case is publishing because that's probably the hardest part because you're having to decide, okay, am I going to self-publish this? Am I going to go through an indie publishing company? Am I going to go through, um, oh, Oh, I can't think of it now. But anyways, 
you know, there's different levels of uh, publishers. And then, of course, you got the big, um, you know, you've got the big publishing houses. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do you decide? And so many people, I think, have that's one of their biggest stumbling blocks is making that decision. It obviously depends on your goals as well, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and your motivation for writing the book. Absolutely. In regards to, to writing and becoming the author of your very own book. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what pearls of wisdom would you like to share with individuals who want to write that book? Keep, you know, setting it off to the side for, you know, that other priority. <laughs> so there's three things that I would like to um, highlight. First, for me, this is, I, I write from the heart. So that's where my writing comes from. So it's a heart's wish and a soul's desire. And that heart's wish and soul's desire ignited, was ignited in the year 2000. So that's 21 years ago. And 21 years later, I'm authoring my first solo book. So dreams don't have a deadline, especially no. when they come from the heart and the soul. So connect to your heart, connect to your heart's magnetism. If something is tugging at you and it won't let you go, and this did not let me go. It just did not let me go. It followed me for 21 years. And at one point, obviously you have to act. So that would be number two. So number one is connect to your heart and realize that a heart's wish and a soul's desire doesn't have a deadline. If it keeps popping up, it wants you to listen. So that's number one. Number two is obviously just having heart strings tugged and not taking action is not going to manifest anything. So from the creative realm and the heart realm and the soul realm, you have to pull it down to earth. And that takes earth action and start with bite-sized pieces. For me, it was blogging. Yes. That was the bite-sized piece that I could share. And then number three is enlist the troops, get support. Don't try to do this perfectly. Don't try to do it by yourself. Let it be messy. Get with mentorship, with group programs, whatever calls you. And I went through to three in total, four, four actually, over the last 20 years. So everything made me grow. I grew as a writer. I love that you say bring in the troops in my podcast with Nancy Fairbrothers. And it was after her and I had officially ended the, the podcast and it's in the, it's on the podcast because it was one of those aha moments that really needed to be shared. And that's as a writer, when we stand alone, we're alone. It's a community effort. When we stand united, we can conquer the world with pen in hand, and we can move mountains that way. And by having that group of supporters, um, I think that is so important because when we feel alone, how whoops, when we feel alone, our energy, our mindset drops. 
Absolutely. And, and creativity halts because we get into that state of what's the point? Who's going to hear me? You know, that inner critic really pops up and, and talks us out of it quite literally of, of being that creative. But when we have that, that support team and, or that tribe or that community, however you want to word it, what, you know, whatever wording fits uh, your, your situation, then we get that inspiration, we get that motivation. And the people who are meant to help us and guide us and support us, they come to us in what I what I will call as divine timing. So they show up and and they become that motivation that you know, you know, because randomly somebody will call me up, say something in conversation about, so how are you doing with your books? And then it's that, oh, yeah, well, you know, I haven't touched them in a while. <laughs> so and it's also okay to, re it's absolutely necessary to, to be in community. I, I agree. We are not an island. <laughs> We're not designed that way, even though right. modern world, the modern world will have us think that. Um, right. And it's also okay to receive mentorship because we all have blind spots. We oh, all have yeah. blind spots, you know? So, so that was literally, um, and every mentorship program that I entered into, any sacred community I entered into helped me grow and helped me really anchor that heart's wish and that soul's desire on earth. Right. And, you know, and, and now 21 years later, ta-da, it looks to people like ta-da, but the whole process, it, it's a, it was a process and it was my commitment, my dedication and my devotion to this book that birthed it. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that you say it took me 21 years to, to write because of the fact that, you know, when we have that published book finally out there on the bookshelves, it's easy to think that, oh, that must have taken that writer. Oh, because let me backtrack. We see, uh, especially advertised on social media, write that book in 30 days, publish that book in, in 90 days, you know, write that bestseller in, in 30 days. Um, there's so many people advertising that writing a book is a fast process. And <clears throat> to me, unless you are tuned in, tapped in, and, and, you know, can't keep up with writing because you're getting that massive download, you're not going to write a heartfelt or heart-led book in 30 days. Because mm -hmm. life experiences happen, our, you know, our perceptions will change, you know, for, for you, your book began um, innocently 21 years ago as, as a way to communicate and, and, and share your story. Mm -hmm. And your perception of life then is much different than your perception to life now because you've had all this years of experience. So there's been this natural transformation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those, those write a book in 30 days things drive me crazy because. Do you know what's happening when a really, really good way to 
to get down to the nitty gritty is the sentence. The dream is sold for free. No, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. Oh, I love that. Say it again. Yeah. Oh my the, God, I love that. The dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. So they're selling you the dream. That's your heart's desire. That's your soul's wish. I want to write my book. I want to share my transformational journey. That's the dream. And you want it so bad that you'll jump on anything. And you want it in 30 days. Of course you want it in 30 days. So I'll pay anything for it. And then, yeah. and then you pay. And not, not everything that shines is gold, right? <laughs> So those two things go, I was lucky. I was lucky that my intuition guided me to the right people. So every writing mentorship program and space I entered was amazingly transformational and amazingly valuable. I did not, when it came to writing, I did not experience, oh my gosh, I paid so much money. Because there is, there's these fancy publishing houses that will take $20,000 from you. And people will pay it because they want to buy the dream. But you can't buy the dream. You are the dream. Oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> this is, yes, I love this. I absolutely love this. Because, you know, and I think, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the the gal who I don't want to write a, a crappy first draft you know she, she didn't use the word shitty she used crappy and I'm like I, I hate to bust your bubble but this is the reality it does not happen overnight there is a process mm -hmm. and some people and for those that did get as if they feel they got suckered into buying that quote unquote hustle and then on the backside feel like, Oh my God, why did I do that? I should have known better. No, take that experience and understand that because you went through that, you can now tell somebody else, by the way, you don't have to do it that way. It does, it's not necessary for you to do it that way. It was a learning experience. And we are so hard on ourselves because of the fact that we want it to be perfect and we want it done right the first time. It's um, somebody in, in a conversation not too long ago told me, you know, you're always reinventing yourself. You're always reimagining yourself. And it, it, it came up oh when I told them that I was now doing a podcast I was and and focusing my attention on helping writers to write and and to develop their stories and I'm now doing developmental editing and coaching or mentoring and so I'm helping writers with the process and and trying to help them understand that there is no right way. There is no wrong way in doing this. It's simply your way. And if it takes you 21 years, that is perfect for you. If it takes you six months to get that book, you know, written, that's perfect for you. And there's no time limit. There's no deadline. There's, and if somebody puts that deadline on you to, to get this done, that's their push that's because they want something from you not what you want to 
if you push for that deadline, what happens? You start self-bantering. Oh my God, I'm never going to get this done. Well, when you start with all of that talk, you begin to spiral backwards. And what happens to our creativity? It goes away. We shut it down. And we can't get in. And then, then of course, then we get mad at ourselves. Why can't I get into the flow of this? Well, yeah, duh. Hello. You turned it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go for a walk. Go, go people watch. Go do something outside of your normal. Go, go sit at a lake. Go walk a busy street. Whatever it is that's not your normal, just to kind of break that mental chatter in there and, and, let it go. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm rambling a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Your fire is lit. I, it's all good. It's, it's the topic you're passionate about. I get it. Yeah, well, you know, I just, I want people to see that, you know what, their way is the right way. And, you know, it's not going to resonate with everybody. Your process is not going to resonate with everybody. My process, I already know, does not resonate with everybody. But the people that it does resonate with, it's going to help them to, to explore something. As you said, it takes the blinders off. And I love that because we get so stuck on this is how it's got to be done. And then you hear somebody else say, oh, well, have you tried blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, no, I have not. And oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're down that rabbit hole and, and making changes, you know, and everything transforms. So anyways, Obviously, you and I can talk for a long, long time. On this. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything that you wanted to share that I mean, I, I've kind of really controlled the conversation here and I apologize. No, no, no. You shared <laughs> from your heart. There was everything that I shared um, was what it takes. And I love that when. So when you have a big vision and a big dream and big heart's desire and a big heart's yearning and your soul tugging at you, you don't have the answers. You don't know how any of it is going to come into fruition. How am I going to make it? You, you literally have to grow yourself into the author you want to be. You have to grow the story you want to tell. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed and so, oh, I can't do this. This is too big. But now that I'm, I'm coming out on the other side, it's, I love using this as easy as one, two, three. Right? <laughs> and okay. of course, it's not easy, but it's simple. It is simple. It is decide, commit, and flourish. Three steps. So it's a decision. Then you have to commit to it because if you don't take any action, you're not going to get anywhere. And then allow yourself to flourish. That's your growth. That's what flowers do. You, When you grow a garden, you have to water and fertilize and tend and water some more and maybe fertilize some more. And you, you wait like a whole season to harvest. Same with a child. When you conceive a child, you can't go, oh, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this child in two months. So it is, it is the creative process is messy and it's a pregnancy. 
and you cannot control a pregnancy. It's a due date, not the deadline. Exactly. And so, so that's the second, you know, as easy as one, two, three, decide, commit, flourish, then tend to it, the creative process, let it be messy. Any pregnant woman can tell you that being pregnant is messy oh, yeah. and, and birth is messy and taking care of your newborn is messy. None of it is pretty. And it's done behind the scenes. And I did my behind the scenes work 13 years to write this book, 21 years since the desire had been ignited. And now I can say it's as easy as one, two, three, because it's 20 years I've done the same thing. Decide, commit, flourish. Decide, commit, flourish. Keep getting up. Um, creative process, messy. You know, listen to your heart, listen to your soul. And that's really what has helped me. That's, that's, that's how I want to bring this home. It is an essential essence, simplicity kind of thing. And, yes. then the, and then the tools come, they come. It's not the tools. It's that you have to get to the essence. I love that. Yes. It's like, preach it, Nadia, preach it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, yes. And it's, <laughs> and we can apply that to so many different aspects of our life. And you're right. And, and pregnancy is not the same from one child to the next child, from one book to the next book. It's not the same. And now that you've written your, you know, written your first book, your next book, it could take you just as long as it could happen in six months, nine months, two months. Heck, you could just sit down and compose the whole entire thing in one sitting, you know, or at least the guts of it, you know, that, that outline. So thank you for reminding us that it is a messy process. There is, yeah, it's unique. <laughs> Each one is unique. So was there anything else that you wanted to mention or... I just have so many idioms. As you just said, it's unique and literally from mess to message. Oh, I could, that will be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing that came to me just as I listened. We, are you seeing, are you noticing how we're just bouncing off of each other? Oh my gosh. Well, that's the part of community. That's a part of conversation that I just absolutely love because, you know, when you get together with a like-minded individual, there is no, I, I mean, I have no idea how much time has elapsed, but it feels like we just started this conversation and, you know, it maybe an hour has passed maybe you know my my monitor has shut off <laughs> or it's at the, the the screensaver where can people find you on the internet what is your website yes so my website is selfloveleadership.com all one word selfloveleadership.com Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me here in my virtual studio. I am, uh, I don't want this conversation to end, Nadia. <laughs> it was you such, to come back. Yes, I will definitely, I loved it too. It, it's such a beautiful thing, like you said, to connect to like-minded hearts. Absolutely. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. 
Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press podcast, share it, and leave a comment on the show notes at pentopaperpress.com. Take care and until next time, know that your words have power and your story matters. Bye for now.